another day of our end of the year podcast stuff. I'm Dry Archuleta, joined today by Robbie. Hi. And E. Hello. And today we're going to be going over a few more categories before we get to the big one. What is this, day four? Day four. Day four. Part four. Day four, four, part four. Thursday. Four, four. Revenge of the four. This would, is it Thursday? The first episode goes up on the 18th. Yeah, that was probably Thursday. Uh, one, two, three, four. Yeah, that's a Thursday. <laughs> I don't know why you didn't just think that the first day was a Monday, so therefore the fourth day would be Thursday. I just don't really know how my brain works. <laughs> okay. If I'm being honest, I'm not like how do I, days of the week work? I'm not sure if I was like Sunday would be a great day for this to come out. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, but like, why would you decide specifically? Oh yeah, the 18th then. I don't know. <laughs> okay you're it seemed like a good day <laughs> you know just as much as me at this point <laughs> okay uh yeah so it is part four and you know the others had some kind of structure to them uh today's stuff we're going over is best drama yeah stream stuff just general discussion yeah, general stream discussion and our personal top and bottom threes yeah so we're gonna go ahead and start it off with best drama. Wow. Uh, who wants to give that a read through for what we put for that category? I guess I'll go ahead and do a read since I've done probably the least amount of reads. Sure. For best dramas, we got Grave of the Fireflies, Three Billboards Out of Epping, Missouri, Arrival, Paprika, The Departed, Holdovers, and Wolf of Wall Street. Which, like, Wolf of Wall Street's kind of a debatable in this, I feel like. But it's a drama. It's a drama, but it does feel more like a comedy sometimes. It's a Scorsese picture. So, well, I don't know. I guess actually now I'm thinking about Scorsese pictures, it is more funny than most of his other movies yeah. actually, except maybe Goodfellas. That was him, right? Was Goodfellas Scorsese? Maybe? I want to look it up. I feel like it was though. You know, it probably was a director that started with yeah. an S at the very least. That was Martin Scorsese. Okay. M E cuz first name's Martin. You don't count the first name when you... Like, Why not? Because Dre literally has been be like, oh, it's a Scorsese film. It's a Scorsese film. And then he's going to be like, no, E. It starts with an M. Yeah, so you get it. <laughs> I'm going to get over there and kick you so I'm going to get you. <laughs> yeah, why I oughta. So I guess Stanley Kubrick starts with a K then? Yeah, a Kubrick film, sure. It's Kubrick film. I, I guess I see where he's coming at. I hate him, but... <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Me or Kubrick? Yes. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, Paprika. Did I watch that? No, no, you did not. It's anime. okay, but uh, it was pretty good, though. I would. It's known for probably being one of the bigger inspirations for Inception, right? And I would say it's definitely like on par with Inception. So just imagine Inception in its place in anime you. form. Yeah. Okay. Is there a hallway scene that was taken from High School Musical? No. There is a hallway scene that is more or less taken from a whole bunch of different uh, um, whodunit films, though. Okay, okay, I do like whodunits. Um, let's leave that for now. I didn't watch that. Okay, you yeah. guys are pretty into that, it seems like. And then I didn't see the holdovers. I'm gonna say the holdovers probably is not gonna be winning this category. I don't know. Do you like- I loved that movie. Yeah, I don't know. It was Christmas. It was a really good movie. It was a really good movie. It was a neat I'll Christmas take your word movie. for it. It wasn't just not. It was not just a Christmas movie. So it 
it is a Christmas movie. I said movie it was also. a neat Christmas movie. Thank it, you very much. <laughs> it is also a Christmas movie, but it's also just a really good movie. Okay. I liked it a lot anyway. Uh, and then I haven't seen Arrival, but I've seen some other Arrival's films. Arrival's definitely not. Yeah. I feel like. I don't think Arrival would win. Who else was on Arrival? Rocky. Then? Rocky? Yeah. He was yeah, I wasn't one? able to show up for that one. Yeah, it was, ro- it was for Arrival. Right. I remember now. I was going to say, I haven't seen Arrival, but I've seen some other films done by the same director, and I really like those films. Yeah. Arrival has a really neat middle. I think it's good. I think I fought, I, I think I was definitely the defender of that movie on that episode. Now I don't I think it's bad or anything. I just think it has like a really strong middle and then the rest of the movie. <laughs> and then the rest of the movie. <laughs> uh, I would think out of everything we have here, that, that should be the first one to go. Okay. Actually. Arrival? Yeah. I'll I'll take your word for it, but I think I'm going off of like what I know of the, his movie Enemy and also 2049. Uh, I don't know Enemy. Yeah, it's a movie but I know I've 2049. Seen. But it, I know Dune and Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, well, remember how I kept on saying that was considered to be like one of his most confusing movies ever, and uh-huh. I like was really into it, even though I had to look up like what the plot <laughs> of the movie was to like fully understand what, what the hell was going on with it. Even though I didn't understand any of it, loved the whole thing. Yeah. I have movies like that. Yeah. And I know he's big picture. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Paprika's kind of like that. Paprika's much easier to follow, I feel like, than... Yeah. Or, than... Like, it is definitely understandable, but it goes, Why it goes am through I a lot of dream logic. <laughs> <laughs> like, I started talking, I was like, what am I talking about? <laughs> um. Anyways, we also get to save Jiraiya from me trying to say the rival. The rival, yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see... I I would I would probably get rid of Wolf of Wall Street at this point. Yeah, yeah I, I was gonna say to be fair, like Wolf of Wall Street's a good movie. Don't get me wrong, but you like, don't they're... watch it for the drama. No, no, you watch it because it's just a damn good movie. And he and five minutes in, he's snorting blue out of a hooker's ass. So that's why you watch that movie. That's why I almost gave up on the movie. No, <laughs> that is why he almost gave up on the movie. Some moments in. Um, what other part did you you have a strong feeling for that movie? Departed. I like it a lot. It's a good Scorsese picture. <laughs> it is a good Scorsese movie. Like, if I had to choose between Scorsese films, I would say Departed is better than Wolf of Wall Street. But yeah, yeah, I would too. I mean, Scorsese. There's only that's the last of the. It's just that one, right? There's yeah, not just another those two. third Scorsese film on this list. I would have to look at the whole list again, but I think <laughs> it's just the two this year. What do you mean the whole list? There's five things on it. No, I mean for like the whole year. <laughs> that's not my question. Oh, yeah, that's the only other Scorsese. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, and then Three Billboards is amazing. So. Three Billboards yeah, is so it, it's good. amazing. I mean, yeah, I would get rid of Departed, actually. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Three Billboards is so fucking good, man. So good. Grave of the Fireflies this is gonna... was really good. That yeah, Grave was really good. So, I talk think that... to me about Paprika. Paprika. I, I told you, it's an inception. Like, it's yeah. about going it into is, people's dreams. Yeah, it is literally the sci- this genius scientist makes a device to where um, you can go inside of people's dreams and see what's happening in it, and they use it for, as a form of therapy to help people out with whatever problems they're dealing with subconsciously. Okay. And, and someone starts yeah, somebody driving hack- people mad by Yeah, going somebody into ends up hacking dreams. into it and is able to uh, kind of, like, rewire people's brains through the machines even whenever they're still awake so people are actually sleeping while they're still awake and, like, seeing – and, like, kind of hallucinating – the dream world and it's bleeding into reality. Okay. Um, you said it's anime. Yes. All right. So we got to cut the. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, it does sound cool. Is it actiony? Yes. Yes. Is it like good action? It has some pretty decent action. Like it, it mostly has like weird, like it. Most of why it's rated R's for like language and scary images. It says, but there is like also, some action. It's pretty sexual. There are a couple sexual things that happen in it. Like there Should is. Should they like, have been in the action category? No. No. Oh, okay. It's like, definitely more drama. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more drama that goes on. Like it's mostly people talking, but when it gets into like the dream stuff, like some actiony stuff does happen because it goes by dream logic. Okay. So it's more of like this was potentially a big inspiration for Inception rather than. Yeah, like, it isn't like. It's not like. Uh, like you would Perfect never blue versus black swan. It's right. like you can. Like it seems like uh, they watch this and we're like, that's a neat idea. And then use that as yeah, a, use it like as a like a starting a, point. Yeah. Okay. So like they're they're both very different movies, but they have a, a similar vibe, if you will. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um it also has just some really cool shots. Uh one yeah. I one I always think about. Uh there's two big ones I always think about. One's like so with Paprika, Paprika is the name of the alter ego the main character goes through when she's doing the dream stuff. And a lot of it's like blurring the lines of who is Paprika and who's the main character. And one of the best shots is like, she's just running down this hospital hallway. And it's like one of those hospitals where there's like a bridge between two buildings. And as she's running through it, you know, it's like doing a thing where it, uh, the pillars keep blocking your view every now and then. And it's like, is her increasing speed and stuff as she starts slowly morphing into Paprika. And it's a really well shot. And another really good shot is at the start where some people are trying to flirt with Paprika and there's a bunch of mirrors and each one shows like her inner like emotions of this, like disgust and annoyance and all this while the one in the outside is like just feigning like interest in these people. Hmm. There's a lot of really cool shots like that. Yeah. Okay. For being animated, they do reflections very, very well in that movie. Um, I do like a lot of those. I like some of the weird dream sequences that they have mm -hmm. in there, like the parade. There's so much to unpack in the parade. It's almost like watching a Where's, uh, a Where's Waldo painting come to life. Um, I did also like some of the stuff, like whenever uh, the dream world starts bleeding into reality, yeah, and like how it turns into like like this weird chaos amalgamation that happens in the middle of town. Um, there's a lot to that movie. Uh, but then like. The whole like part of the idea of that movie is um because it's the same guy who did Perfect Blue, but a lot of people dissect a lot of the movies and TV shows that he does trying to like find hidden meanings everywhere. So he purposefully made a lot of really confusing scenes with no like meaning because he says like you don't have to fully understand what's happening in a movie nor to enjoy it. To so know like you unsold me. <laughs> no, it's like because you know you go into the dreams a lot. Yeah. So it, like there's a lot a of lot like of dream, dream logic. logic rather than inherently. Like, I disagree I just, with that notion. In I just like that. the idea of, like, the creators, like, I just want to put a bunch of scenes that have nothing to do with anything, and they're garbage. No, they're, like, <laughs> they're definitely, yeah, and they're related to the movie. It's just, like, a different tone sometimes. I don't know. Like, it's a hard movie to explain, honestly. Like, But in a good way. Yeah, it's, like, I generally think it's an extremely good movie. All right, um, holdovers. Uh, you see a lot of snow in it, so <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna like from what's left. I feel like holdovers is the weakest. We didn't even talk about Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah, because that's like regardless one of the best movies of all time. According like a to beautiful, who? according to who? According to a lot of people. Everyone who said that. Show me Roger Ebert's review. Uh, I probably could. I feel like he probably did see this movie. He probably did see this. And movie. And he was probably like, I cried. 
because that's most people's reviews. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's also most people's reviews for three billboards outside of Missouri. Yeah. yeah. Like, I cried, and I laughed. There's no laughing in Grave of the Fireflies, though. You laughed a bit at Unless the Unless you're a psychopath. Dub. Yeah, I laughed a little bit, but... <laughs> that was at the dub more than the actual. Yeah. The dub was bad. <laughs> Jiraiya, for some reason, was like, I'll just watch the dub. I feel like there was a reason I watched the dub. Because you couldn't watch this sub on whatever streaming you right. were using. Yep, yep, yep. Because I borrowed the DVD from my brother. Yeah. And then, I don't remember how Robbie watched it. Do you just own this movie? Grave? Yes. Okay. Makes sense. Because uh, back whenever I still lived in Utah, uh, I showed Dry that they had a copy of it at the uh, DVD place that I used to go buy movies at. And Dry was like, buy it, buy it right now. Yeah. Or, at least I think, no, it wasn't that one. It was a different movie. But you you have it. Yeah, I <laughs> it's have the it. more important uh, part. I, of I think story. it's one of those like that is like a movie that I did really want to watch. Yeah, uh, I actually did pull up Rob, uh, Roger Ebert's review of it. Okay. What did he say? Give me a. Quick I whatever th- my vote will go towards whatever <laughs> this review says, and I will fight tooth and nail for it. Are you sure about that? I'm sure. He says he compares it to Schindler's List and says it's one of the most profoundly human animated films he's ever seen, and it simply tells the story of survival. I would say that's a very true statement. Yeah, that's just a statement. That's not even like an opinion. So it's just, just his synopsis of the film. <laughs> so the, it, the most profound human animated film ever or that he's ever seen is... Ah, profound such a weak word, such, you what know. What does profound even mean? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah. Also, it's a powerful, dramatic film that happens to be animated. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's... Fine, I guess. Listen, holdovers is neat. Holdovers, there's an old guy who gets, who becomes friends with a young guy. And holdovers is a point where they go to a pinball machine, and there's a guy with the hook. And I like that pinball scene. Actually, man, that movie's good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. For the ones that left, right? I know you like that movie, but like, are you gonna be like, yeah, it's up there with like the most profound movies of all time? I mean, what is profound? <laughs> <laughs> Three billboards is profound. Yeah, we should talk about three billboards for a bit because we haven't yet. Yeah, I will. Like, I get that though because it seems like it's a film. Considering I haven't seen it yet, it seems like it's a film of like two people of like very opposite ways of life, kind of being forced to live with each other and learning to get along and like see each other through each other's view. It's a modern version of like those old eighties films about two people who hate each other who have to learn to get like along with each other and, and then they have a lot in common turns out that they're actually just remarkably similar uh it also starts off though and the trailers for it make it seem like it's gonna be like a porkies it's not a porkies <laughs> not a porkies at all i kind of doubt it would be a porkies <laughs> it, it makes the trailers make it look like well, you know the guy goes out he's like uh and like the first 30 minutes of that movie makes it seem like it's gonna do a bunch of like porkies dumb stupid bullshit and then it just doesn't do that at all. Okay. So, I don't know. So there's no drilling a hole in a shower, girl shower room scene then? Nope. Okay, God, good. I would hate that movie if it did. Yeah, you'd hate Porky's. That, that's actually one of the most famous scenes in Porky's. Yeah. Awful. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a horny-ass 80s movie. Kill them. Yeah, and I thought that's what Holdovers was going to be. It wasn't. It was actually a super heartfelt you movie. You thought that was what okay. it was going to be and you brought me to it? Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> for the podcast is my way of justifying it. Uh, <laughs> Holdovers is Neva. It's not like the most crazy like you're gonna rethink your way of life or cry till you're dead 
like some of these other movies. I let a, I let a couple of little alligator, not alligator tears, because that's like, I let a couple of like. <laughs> I faked it, I'll have you know. I let a couple of Much tears like out. in bed. <laughs> that might mean something different. <laughs> no. I've been, it's always funny in like shows and movies when the guy's like, I've been faking my orgasms for years. It's like, you can't do that. You guys can't do that. There's proof when they do that. <laughs> anyway. I mean, they could as long as like they, no one sees the proof, I guess. That's true. That, that's a whole other conversation, though. So if he's a magician, yeah. then... <laughs> anyway. It's a sleight of hand. It's just milk. Oh, <laughs> I don't think that would be good. <laughs> no, you should clean yourself if that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Holdovers is good. One day, I think uh, I would like to show it to you. Okay. Yeah, I would like to watch it. I do because it... A, it kind of seems like, you know, a fish out of water because from the trailers, it seemed like, you know, a kid who wants to go home but can't or. Yeah, that's basically it. That's and then, like, it, yeah. you know, two people who shouldn't get along have to learn to get along because they're stuck with each other. Yeah. Like, it's, I, I do it's like a lot of, like, 80s movies. Again, yeah. I just think it's, like, a nice modern version of that kind of story. Yeah. But I do like that kind of story, though. It's a very comforting movie, honestly. Okay. It's a great Christmas movie. Yeah. Not the best I think we've seen on the podcast, but so, it's a great one. Nothing can beat Christmas Prince. <laughs> that's true but arguably it's a feel-good film yeah okay you could say that yeah in a, a melancholic way as he likes to say I love oh yeah like i feel like in order to be a feel-good film there's something that has to like happen for the characters like to or something sad for that that has to happen to them so that way they something can like bring them back up to feel good yeah yeah everything sad happens to the characters quite frankly yeah, it's not very happy but also again which I said this and then immediately got ignored. We should talk about three billboards because we haven't yet. You're right. That you're is right. true. <laughs> three billboards is so fucking good. It's mm-hmm. so good. That movie starts with the biggest fucking gut punch. Uh, and kind of like a, almost a mystery of like trying to figure out what is even happening in this thing. Because it does start off with that shot of like the... The three billboards. The three billboards. Yeah. And like him reading them backwards and then being shocked and like kind of going through the investigation of it. Like that that movie nobody talks about it anymore and they really need to. No, I agree with that. Um that movie, it feels like there's an exposition dump that just never happens. That kind of needs to happen because it's you know, these characters are already established with each other. They live in a small town and they all know each other, but like they don't have like this huge exposition of just like oh this and this and this happened that's why this person feels this way but you kind of piece it together yourself as you go along with like this very profound story yeah and it does one of the things that i think a lot of great fiction can do is it takes a really really hateable detestable character uh at the beginning of it and turns him into someone you're like you hope that he gets better. Like you hope yeah. he changes. That was a lot. I feel like there's almost a lot of every character. Here. That's yeah, true. Um, I don't know if I'd call all the characters hateable in this, but they're not good people. They have yeah, they have like hateable qualities, not yeah. inherently. Yeah. Even like the protagonists, you're like, all right, you're kind of pushing it a bit yeah. sometimes. Oh, yeah. He's being a little awful here. <laughs> I think yeah, everyone. I, there's arguably one character that isn't awful the entire time, and that's because she's just kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. In the oh yeah, movie. she's. She's just innocent. Yeah, she, she doesn't it, even know. But like, she's also a side character. That's like a whole other thing. But yeah, it's a lot of people just growing as people in that movie, and I think it does it in a very, very good way. Yeah. Also nails small towns. Yes, it does. It, it does. That is one of those movies that actually does nail a small town without being, trying to like say like, "Hey, look at how small." Look at this how town quirky is. this small town is. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, yeah, everyone's fucking awful. Uh, yeah. Politics run rampant. Yeah, if politics run rampant. If one person hates you, not... the entire town hates you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's not quirky. He's just racist. 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're white, that's just quirky. <laughs> <laughs> that's what quirky means. Well, that's the thing. Is like you're, you're a white person who's racist around a bunch of other white people. You're just quirky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's there's also as unlike the other two, it is an incredibly funny movie too. Yes. yes. Uh, it is dark humor, but it is like, God, the, it has moments that are super funny, and then it just gut punches you, and then mm-hmm. it finds a way to make that gut punch funny later on. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that it does really well, and this is something that E brought up, I think it was last week or yesterday. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, um, yeah, we record all of these in X one day of time of. ago. Yep. Um, was in the best comedy of like, he prefers witty. And I think that three billboards does a really good job of balancing witty humor, with just straight up jokes. Yeah. Yeah. It's man. Three billboards is so good. So three good. billboards is good. Like, one of the uh, underrated even. yes yeah she she did win uh the main actress i can't remember her name but she did win uh best actress for that year yeah but i hate award shows so you do which is <laughs> you keep bringing me to keep them keep bringing you i keep saying you want to do this and you're like no i was like okay and you're like but i can it's like okay <laughs> that usually is my answer to that is yeah. i can yeah <laughs> <laughs> which Dryad knows what that means yeah. <laughs> but i'll take it anyways <laughs> Yeah, Frances McDormand being yeah. the lead in that, she was absolutely incredible. Sam Rockwell, incredible. Like he, so good. Like he uh, arguably has the most growth out of any character in that movie. And like, God, he does such a good job with that. Woody Harrelson, fantastic job in it. Like every single person that's in this movie, for one, feels like they need to be in this movie, and they like their performance is out of the park. Yeah, every he probably takes person. the dentist out. I think even he did a good job. Oh, I like that dentist. <laughs> yeah, but you could take him out. <laughs> Technically, he does get taken out in one way, shape, or form. Yeah. He gets a hole in him for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean that's gonna re- that's gonna take him out of his job for a while. It's true. Uh, three Billboards also just has that kind of Act Two and Act Three thing of Woody Harrelson's character just yes not being in anymore. Which like I don't know how you guys felt, but I did not see that coming in that movie. I didn't up until like. I guess mild spoilers without saying like what happens like when the bag comes out. That's when yeah. I had my oh shit moment for the yeah. movie because I did not see it came way out of left field. Yeah, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, I feel like it's arguably Grave of the Fireflies and Paprika are gonna be fighting for second. I think that's probably fair. And and honestly, I don't know how much of a fight because Paprika is really good, but yeah, man, Grave of the Fireflies just means a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say to be fair, like. Even though Three Billboards, I feel like, is going to win Best Drama, like, Grave of the Fireflies kind of changed me as a movie. Yeah. And I I knew it was going to be sad whenever I walked into it, too. But, like, it's one of those movies that, like, it stuck with me for so long after I watched it. Yeah. And I think it, as this is, like, an American opinion to have, like, there's, because <laughs> there's not a ton of movies that really focus on that post-war kind of, depression no. in a lot of ways well, even especially in america because we also went through one yeah right and i feel like that's like not talked about a lot so like you know japan obviously talked about it a ton because like it fucked them up a ton and when the those stuff like get pulled over here it's such a different like feeling because you know when america talks about world war ii it's like the idea of like a victory over everything yeah and this right and that. <laughs> but you like know? Even in Japan, the firestorms aren't talked about very much. And this is, I think, one of maybe three movies that actually talks about the firestorms that happen in Japan because the nuclear bomb, uh, the atom bomb in uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, like 
that was such a profound thing and like nothing had like that had ever happened before that like that's always talked about but they never talk about the rampant destruction that happened with the firestorms this is one of the few ones that do and like the what happened to the country afterwards yeah um i'll say me and d just watched the boy and the heron and that also actually surprisingly goes over that so you can bring yeah. that up to four yeah um, I was gonna say, that's I'm a fine movie i was gonna say you, i'm surprised you guys have not gone to see that yet but I'm we just did yesterday oh nice uh it's good <laughs> oh okay good i don't think you would like it oh, okay <laughs> i don't watch it then there we go <laughs> but yeah like, like i said like that movie changed me on a way that i was not expecting and there's very few movies that do like change just change the way that i think like i learned a lot about history because of that movie i learned a lot about what happened during world war ii because of that and it gave me a different view of it because i know growing up like there's this very patriotic view of world war ii mm-hmm. and the older that i got the less patriotic i feel about world war ii because of things like the firestorms and like the way that people thought about it afterwards and like um a lot of like even a lot of the fucked up things that happened with the parades that happened after world war ii like just how it changed the world in general in some ways yeah. good in some ways bad i mean like even just the simpler stuff of like learning because you know i mean we had very different history probably but like my the truncated version of history i was given was like yeah the atom bomb was fucked up but we had to do it there was no other option and then getting older like they didn't no <laughs> there's so many no. other things they could have done they, and then they also did so many other awful things the thing and, that i find is so terrible about it is we had already won at the yeah, point before yeah. we had even gone to, for the atom bomb like before it was even built we had already won mm-hmm. and just the fact of like well let's Let's do it anyway. They we just kind we of, made this. Let's go ahead and drop they just it anyways. Did want to see what would happen, basically. Yeah. yeah. And so then they dropped another. I think the only other media I've seen cover it uh, in a negative way, World War Two and post World War Two, has been Oppenheimer. Honestly. Yeah. And that's like the only movie I've seen that's American made. Yeah. That covers it in a negative way. I was way gonna at say all. Japan has very yeah. <laughs> strong yeah. opinions about that when they well, like to acknowledge World War Two. Yes. And there is that opinion of, like, the Empire of Japan was not going to give up because of the firestorms. And, like, it took the nuclear bomb for them to give up. But then there's also, you know, that, like you said, the other side that said, like, oh, like, they were already destroyed. Like, we destroyed most of Japan with the firestorms. And then we dropped the bombs on them. Like, the only reason why we didn't drop it on Tokyo is because Tokyo was almost completely destroyed by the firestorms. Yeah. It's. Grave of the Fireflies is good. Yeah, the Fireflies is is such a beautiful movie. (laughs) Like that's that that's kind of what it and why I think it really is like not too much of a contest between Paprika and Grave to me because like again yeah, Paprika is really thing. cool I love Paprika Grave of the Fireflies kills you like it fucking yeah like murders that, you that's one of those like if you're not prepared for what that movie is going to give you whenever you watch it like it is going to like emotionally dis- destroy you yeah and it's yeah. one of those things where like that movie at the start tells you how it's gonna end. It immediately it does, yeah. lets you in like this is not this is going to be a sad story. You you see the ending before you even start it. And it's still just is gut wrenching because you keep wanting to hope you keep like the little victories that they get. You're like, it's, it's going to change everything. You're like, and they're going to make it. They're going to make it. They're, they're not going to make it. Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's so heart rich. Yeah. And I learned that I never want to eat sour plums. So we all learned something from this movie. But I will say that, like, Paprika is a very good movie. It is one of those rare style as a substance working so well. Mm -hmm. And it is a a very good movie. It is definitely worth watching. 
but it doesn't really hold a candle to these other two movies. Yeah. Okay. So what so, are we feeling for this list? I think um, three billboards, then grave, then paprika seems fair. Yeah. Okay. I can live with that. And die with that. In Las Vegas. You will. <laughs> <laughs> he can fear and load that in Las Vegas. Yes, thank you. Uh all right. So for best drama, uh winner, three billboards, uh with Grave of the Fireflies and then a distant third paprika. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, like, for, it's, it's like it's not that paprika's bad. It's just that these other two movies are like monumentally good movies. Yeah. It's a, it's sometimes I feel like the categories get unfair. Yeah. Because like, of stuff like well, that. Because it's like, man, could you imagine you're like high school varsity or whatever and then just fucking <laughs> get thrown into the fucking NFL. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I made, you know, I, I got us like three touchdowns last season, this and that. And then it's like, hi, I'm John Elway. Yeah. <laughs> so at the very top, it's like, you know, Super Bowl level. Yeah. And then the middle is like maybe all American football or all American right. high school. And then Paprika just Pee-wee. happens to be peewee. Yeah. <laughs> peewee football. They're the best in their league, but. Oh, they're still they're three foot tall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but oh, man. I mean, it also goes with like what we're talking about with each of the categories too. Because like, I didn't expect not another teen movie to win comedy because it definitely wasn't my favorite on that list, but it was the best just comedy. Yeah, of that list. Like that's because that's the thing we always keep talk- going back to is like, is it the best at this aspect or that aspect? Drama was a much easier one because they all right. were dramas ultimately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's that's the drama category. All right. Uh, now to take it to a completely different way, uh, we're gonna talk about our stream stuff. Yeah. Um, I will try to keep along or keep up. Let's let's talk about like Saturday stuff. Uh, yeah. so that Robbie can talk <laughs> for a bit before we just leave him in the dust. I think one of the ones that that's I fair. I n- didn't get to participate in at all. I think well, maybe one. I think I do it was in chat for a long time long part of it but i didn't really get to participate in any of the flash game streams you were in one you were in the second one was i oh yeah because i had like your request yeah yeah Yeah. okay i remember that um Um, those were so much fun and like yeah that was more of a nostalgia trip than anything for me yeah yeah i mean yeah definitely that's why i choose them and uh, that's one that probably will still just come back every now and then yeah for sure because it's just fun Plus the third one, I finally figured out I had the mature settings off so I could find more than there were. Yeah. It um, means we can find all of the edgy games, but it means that all the pornographic games are also on that yeah, list. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> uh, also, uh, when trying to find Jirai's brain and push the button, we found one of the coolest fucking Flash games yeah, ever. Yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. random, but it was so good. <laughs> like, yeah, that was man, good. That was which, such a What fucking... sucks is we don't have the VOD anymore because there's no, no, definitely it's copyrighted still there. music. Oh, really? Yeah, it just it has a notice on it that yeah. it's copyrighted. That's fair. If we start making money on it, then they'll care. But Yeah. Hey, another one we could probably talk about that Dry wasn't along with, but was honestly pretty cool. It was like as an, ex- an experience and like a co-op thing was really cool was the Pass Within. Yeah, I, I mean, it's designed in a way you can like replay it, which is cool. Right. It would be interesting to see Dry play that. I think you watched a little bit, but not a ton. I did watch some of it. It was very confusing. I got the idea that it was kind of like a, a we were here kind of game. Yeah, that's yeah. that's probably one of the best like comparisons. Yeah. Uh yeah, those were really fun to well, I say those, we played a stream <laughs> yeah. of it. But like it was just a fun time. I chose it because me and D played it and we're like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. 
And it's such a cool, like, synchronous, asynchronous multiplayer experience. Because, like, technically speaking, you aren't connected, actually. Yes. You just get clues for the other person. Like, yeah. if you wanted, you could play, like, you could play as much through one and then be like, all right, when you have time... Go ahead and do some stuff. Yeah. It would take forever, but yeah, you'd <laughs> you have could to, do it. You'd have to brute force a lot of things if you tried doing it by yourself. Yeah. But like, yeah, I think that's one of the best multiplayer experiences, I would definitely say, which is a strong thing, I know. But like, <laughs> and, you know, well, I'm talking specifically like two people and not like a party game, right. obviously. Well, yeah, like yeah. the cool thing about it because of how it's uh, set up, Technically, you don't have to be online for it. It could just be yeah. two people who are playing, like, one's on a computer, one's on a laptop, or they're both on laptops. Or, like, maybe you're just talking on the phone with each other. Yeah. And, like, you don't even have to have an internet connection. Just talking on the phone and, like, oh, yeah, this is what's happening on my end, what's happening on your end. Open up AOL chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that is such a good Go get that game if you haven't, yeah. honestly. Like, the, if you have someone like to if, play with, that's Yeah, I was going to say, if you, time. like... Want to do like a building exercise or like play something with maybe your partner? Like that might be a fun little game to play together. Or if you want to get really pissed at your brother because he just refused to look at a specific thing that gives you the answer that you need, <laughs> and I had to randomly brute force it. <laughs> <laughs> Which might happen, counting on how good they are giving clues. You know, in that hypothetical. Yeah, in hypothetical situation that would definitely didn't happen. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm gonna shift the mood. I'm gonna talk about. Uh, the bad streams we've done. Okay. Uh, oh. The cart extravaganza was that just was a great went... stream. Yeah, when it worked. <laughs> yeah. It which was like, sparse. It died. It had the weird like frame rate issue. Our power like was not good enough on your computer. The yeah yeah uh, we that's when we found out we had to change out your uh, power supply. Yeah yeah. There were All a lot of problems with that stream. Yeah. There's a lot of problems, but we learned a lot. <laughs> which like we still played the one I care about, which is Sonic Robo Kart Two, which is just like a really good kart racer. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. Um, which weirdly does not work well with modern computers. No, no, the other Sonic was the one that didn't work. Oh, well. okay. The, Different Sonic. This was the fan thing, where I played yeah, like Logan Miku Kart. and no. Oh, <laughs> the, the oh one. no, 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 that that other one. <laughs> Logan Kart was also extremely funny. That was funny. Yeah. The thing is, it basically was we played two Logan Karts and. The Sonic one and then Garfield Kart was there to laugh at, and it was awful. It was yeah. terrible. <laughs> it was it so was... bad. I that's the improved version too. <laughs> it's you, you like play Mario Kart, and you're like, man, some of this stuff is just like broken, doesn't make sense, doesn't work well. But like you play Garfield Kart, and you're like, holy shit, I never appreciated how fucking polished this thing was. Genuinely playing, if you ever like, man, Mario Kart's like fine. Go play Garfield Kart, and you'll be like, I want to play Mario Kart so much now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like growing up and your parents had a Lexus and like you're just used to like how a Lexus or like, you know, what it was like to drive an Lexus. And then they bought you a Honda Civic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I assume a Lexus is not a very good car. No, Lexus is supposed to be like a, a big luxury car. Oh. And then like I'm saying, going from like, oh, I a see, really yeah. nice luxury car to like a, a beat or beat up 95 Honda Civic. Yeah. It was like. Yeah, that's one way to think of it. Well, I know what a Honda Civic is, so yeah, I, I kind of do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I think I don't. I would not say we had many like outright bad streams this year. Uh, that just like sticks out as like a sore point, and I was kind of disappointed because that's one I was like planning for a while and like really excited to do, and it just kind of oh, yeah. did not pan out. Just didn't it didn't end up happening. Yeah. Um, I, I know one that kind of made me nervous because we had like a weird thing to where I was the one who streamed and. 
playing Observo for the stream was the first time I ever streamed by myself, and it was kind of it was a little bit nerve wracking. I'm not gonna lie. Like the game yeah. itself is pretty cool. Like if you like Silent Hill style games, Observo is a really cool game. I tuned in for a little bit of that one occasionally. Um, it seemed cool, honestly. Yeah. From everything that E told me about it, it seemed so frustrating. But well, from what Robbie tells me, that's just the Silent Hill experience. Yeah, you know yeah. how you have like. <laughs> There's a lot of backtracking, and there's a lot of, like, sometimes you have to kind of brute force a puzzle. And, the like, weapons barely work. Yeah, like, so they had a mechanic, which is kind of cool in theory, but it kind of made some battles frustrating to where, like, if you just, like, go up to a, uh, an enemy and start hitting them, like, they'll hit you as often as you hit them. So, like, because you're stronger than them, you'll survive the battle. But if there's two of them, you're going to die kind of thing. So what they do is they have you put down a bear trap and they have to get caught in the bear trap and you have to hit them while they're trying to get out of a bear trap. Yeah, I remember you telling me about yeah, that. Yeah. The issue is it just makes everything take forever. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz like I, it sounds like worse Silent Hill a little bit yeah. for combat. It, it is a Silent Hill game that was made as like a fan project by one person. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Uh but which I feel like they yeah. did a pretty good job like giving that Silent Hill feel for that game. So I'll give them like as much praise as I can for making that game. Yeah. yeah. And then the second time Robbie played it, I was stuck in the grape jelly zone. Because <laughs> <laughs> Robbie didn't know how to set up the color key. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fun. I made you so, a ghost once. <laughs> I was so pissed about that. I still what, hate you did that. What pissed me off about that is because I had everything set up. Everything was fine. I hit start stream and everything got fucked up. Yeah. I mean, that happens. It happens. Yeah. Uh, what's Glim? That was me and Robbie played. It's this cool, like, it was another, like, multiplayer, two-player co-op thing. Oh, you uh, know what we didn't do? We didn't say the things that we streamed for That's Saturday. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's... about, like, things yeah. that stood out whenever we were streaming. Because we're not, like, ranking them or anything. That's we're just talking no, we're just, about it. Yeah, them. we're having conversations If, about if it. we don't talk about it, it means we don't have a strong opinion. <laughs> Maybe. Fair, yeah. Uh, Glim was this cool, like, two-player thing. I'll say the main... The main gimmick of it, like, it was you, like, shoot stuff in whatever, kind of Smash TV style somewhat yeah. um, with a much slower gun. Uh, <laughs> but the main gimmick is when you lost health, you gained health by being in a proximity to your partner. Okay. Yeah. So, like, it was a lot of, like, oh, we need to dodge, but, like, I'm getting low on health, so I need to make sure I'm, like, kind of near. And it was it was really cool. Uh, kind of, like... It was like a free game, so like there was something yeah. to it, be expected, it, but yeah, it's almost like a demo. Like it's long enough that you could argue it was a demo for a bigger game, but I think it was just once again one person made this game as like kind of a passion project. Okay, okay, and also blue screened your computer. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> this was before the new power supply. Yeah. So, oh yeah, no, so that, maybe that was... that was because of that. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Glim Glim was really cool. Another one I'd say check out. Um. Phasmophobia is one we should bring back for all that, that was so much fun, honestly. <laughs> I really liked that stream. That I, was a lot of me dying because I'm loud. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, I feel like Lethal Company kind of fills the void and is much easier to like get into and play yeah. than Phasmophobia. Yeah, for sure. So uh, if, another one one, like I don't know if we will get back into it, but it's something that I would would be I would love to get back into it is Hunt the Showdown. That's so much fun. I love it that is. game so much. It's a fun game to play, especially whenever you have like a good like me and Dry playing together. We've always yeah. had a lot of fun with it. We don't play it a lot, but I think it's because we don't have a lot of time to like just sit down and like hey, like, hey, we both have free time. Let's play some Hunt the Showdown. Yeah. A lot of the issue is I'm the one who's like around the most. Yeah. And like <laughs> so it doesn't give you guys an opportunity to really do it. I think there generally are like two where I wasn't there for Saturday. Maybe. Yeah. Because it was like the arcade, the arcade and one. then Hunt Showdown. Yeah. 
and then we tried. I mentally wasn't there for Hellblade. Yeah, no, you were. <laughs> you were not there for that one mentally. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate to say it, I think that was a bigger deal for me and Sam than it was for anybody else. Yeah, that game's totally fine. I really like that game. It it exists. Jirai is and just I, here to make everyone feel bad about their favorite video games. I think the combat is just mid. I'll give you that. The combat's just okay. Uh, Dry is picking up just... on the on the, the Gen great. Z lingo again, I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am. Um, I don't know. I like the story. Like, me, I think the structure of the stream was not a great place to try and experience that story, maybe. But... Maybe. Because I know, like, another game, it was last year, I think, was uh, when I brought... I'm forgetting the name of that game now. Um, that weird, like, alien game that I brought to you. Oh, like the horror one? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was just bad. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think that's another one of those things. Like, whenever I played it, I was just by myself in a dark room. Yeah. Whenever I played it. And so, like, it hit me harder than what it would be for, like, you playing the first stream. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that game. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Hellblade. Totally fine. I'll play the second one when it comes out. One day, Dryer's Saturday ex- game will be a game he likes. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling good about my next choice for him, so... We'll see. I forgot what it was, so hopefully. That's fine. All right. Uh, Good stuff. I This is like a me and Robbie pleaser. Anodyne was a fun series, yeah. both of them. Uh, both of them were fun. I think I enjoyed Anodyne 2 more than oh, I liked for sure. Anodyne 1. It was bigger in scope in every way, shape, and form, and it had a way better storyline. Yeah. I, th- I think I'd explain it. Like, Anodyne 1's like a really fun novelty, where I think 2 is just a really good video game. Uh, Dry can sit there. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I didn't like. I didn't That's, like that. Yeah, it was probably good. You were not there for the finale of that series. Because it was just, yeah, boring. Or I would have been like a negative Nancy. You would have been a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also Robbie known as the, a negative Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> the PC term because of, of the woke moralists. Or woke mop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um. But like, it just me and Robbie could just enjoy what was going on. <laughs> Listen, yeah, you, you, when totally you're not fair. into something, you love to make it apparent. Yeah, because I don't like it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that makes it bad. <laughs> Whereas when I'm not into something, Dariah later is like, oh, I didn't realize you didn't like it. Yeah, but also when you like something, I didn't realize you liked it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, he spent a lot of time thinking that you hated The Last of Us, and you're like, yeah, it was a good game. I I still like The Last of Us, and he still is sure I hate it. He's positive. I believe you. <laughs> I've seen the clips. I, <laughs> I have too. I'm having so much fun during them. <laughs> there is a lot of uh, really good clippable moments for The Last of Us. Yep. Yeah. I still think one of my favorite ones is probably the you're doing it wrong. wrong and then you just run straight yeah. into an explosive. No, I, yeah, because it's Joel's like, or no, Ellie's like, hey, look out for the landmine. And I'm like, what landmine? <laughs> yeah, that was so good. It was either oh, that man. or it was Joel saying, careful around the landmine. Yeah, and one of them. Just run straight yeah. into one. It was really good. Uh, for yeah uh hey maybe look forward to seeing some stuff about that next year wink wink nudge nudge wink wink nudge nudge yeah yeah. um but yeah uh that was so much yeah i i love the anodon series um half-life 2 was an interesting one where like i feel like there weren't a ton of gut-bustingly funny stuff but it also was just like enjoyable throughout the whole thing yeah, I think yeah. you just enjoyed that video game more. Yeah. Which was nice. Like, Half-Life 1 had way more, like, funny bits. Like, me just destroying everything with a crowbar. 
and then Half-Life 2 had a part where you were stuck at one spot trying to shoot rockets for 40 minutes. Yeah, I hated that because it took like 17 rockets to take down one enemy and there were eight of them. Yeah. Yeah. You hated that part, but you really loved the gravity gun whenever it got overpowered. Yeah, and Dry was upset, but like he's like, I I hate that he's having fun with this, but I can't stop him because it's still working. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, like that's the idea of that section of the game is that it becomes overpowered and it just becomes like a playground for playing with the gravity gun. Yeah. When I brought the like minecart or whatever through a bunch of the level and managed <laughs> to actually use it before we got rid of it, yeah. <laughs> I was pissed. Yeah, but Half Life Two was fun. Yeah, I, I, that's what I did with it too. I just messed around with it, so I can't be mad. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that's most of the Saturday stuff. Like cooperation, which we were given a key for, was yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, that was fun. Um, I'm looking forward to maybe checking that back out when it is a uh, full and it gets more yeah. polished. Yeah, yeah, we're still in contact with them. So, we apparently might be in advertisements for it. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. Um, but yeah, I would like to play a more complete version of that game. Maybe whenever they've gone through a few builds of it and maybe fix that lobby system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still love how hyped we got when we realized we could catch and move on the same turn. Yeah, that right. was so good. And then we lost anyways, but it was cool. We, we almost won, though. But we learned uh, a thing. All right. Sorry, Robbie. It's time for Wednesday stuff. <laughs> I will try to put my two cents in, but there's not a... There's about two cents worth. Um, you played a lot of good stuff. I played a lot of like gameplay video. That's usually where I play like the gameplay stuff, and yeah, I have fun and we just banter. Mm-hmm. But there's not like a ton to go back to. Uh, finally getting around to Luigi Mansion was great, especially because two's awful. And I went to one and realized, oh, one's just a really good video game. Yeah, wow, Luigi's Mansion was fun to watch you go through that. Yeah. Uh. Lunistus surprised me a lot. Penko Park was really fun. The Pokemon Snap kind of thing with oh, yeah, all the creepy. Yeah, yeah, I like that actually a lot. I, I, that was a big fun one. Yeah. Um, I think I mostly watched you play Super Sammy Roll. Super Sammy Roll was really fun to play. I don't know how fun it was to watch. Well, Dryad knows it wasn't. It seemed apparently, like but... towards the end you were getting really frustrated with it. Yeah, but yeah. that's when I play video games. That's fair. That doesn't in- actually impact my enjoyment, as we can tell with Half-Life 2 and Last of Us. <laughs> I think one of my like favorite streams that we did for Wednesdays uh, was just because of, like, I, I, it's one of those things of I didn't realize how different people would play things was Papers, Please. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a great wake-up call for Jirai. So, you know how, like, a lot of the games about, like, the moral quandaries and, like, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. I just didn't. <laughs> just I remember like, my you, job. Yeah, I remember you saying, like, you just did your job the way you were supposed to do your job, and it ended with you dying. Yeah, I think most endings was we died. One thing from the stream we didn't realize, uh, my family actually was safe because I forgot that the guys came up and like, hey, we'll make sure to get your family out oh. uh, as long as you take the fall. Oh, and good. I took the fall and my family got out. So oh. like, I, I did theoretically get a good ending for yeah. what good is you, in that game. You got a bittersweet <laughs> ending is what yeah. it sounds like. Um, he also but, got a terrible ending though. Yeah, <laughs> fair. I also, so the funniest part is so much of it, like I didn't help the uh, like freedom squad by incompetence. Uh, yeah, he was trying so hard to help them, and he just he couldn't do it. I literally kept messing up, and like a lot of it was like, well, they better they better have the right papers, or they better have the wrong papers. Actually, technically yeah. speaking, and then I would forget I was who I was looking for, and I would get a notification like, hey, what the hell? <laughs> like you said, you're gonna help us, but you arrested him. What's up? It's like, oh shit, right. I have whoops. <laughs> My bad. But yeah, it was very funny. Like Jiraiya, like. I think Dry was like just expecting such a different 
thing from right. that. Yeah, that's when I just learned that he just has no emotional attachment to video game characters at all. <laughs> Which is very funny, because I love turn-based RPGs, and that's all you get from those. Yeah. Like, I'm not playing those for the gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a really fun stream. Little Nightmares 2 was fun, because I had Rocky on that one. Yeah, I wasn't there for that. Yeah, he had been begging me for so long to play. I was like, you want to come on stream? I'll play it. And that was just a super fun time, just hanging out yeah. with Rocky, playing Little Nightmares 2. Little Nightmares yeah. 2, by the way, so much better than the first one. I'm really looking Good forward to the next one. Uh, there, yeah, because they're making a third one, right? Mm-hmm. There is an outright bad stream in here, actually, which is Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. I know that one was a thing terrible from that. series. Was it the clip I put? Yeah, the, are you happy? <laughs> are you proud of yourself now? <laughs> It's like you don't have the context. Jirai was doing that for like fucking five minutes. It was so long. And all he got was a fucking hairpiece. I was so frustrated. Because, like, that game is like neat, kind of, but like it was not interesting to like, like watch or talk about, honestly. Yeah, no, there's nothing yeah. to talk about or watch that game. Like, the thing that super annoys me with that is even if you are fucking on point with all of your moves, when you're guarding when you gotta be guarding, when you're fighting when you gotta be fighting. There's enemies that counter anything you're doing. Yeah, like there's, there's no, no, yeah, there's no way that you can just be on top of everything at once. Because if you're blocking, they every grab enemy you. just can grab you. And there's no like tell, like there's no like if you block three hits, then they grab you. It's just like they can just grab you. They can just yeah. do it. And like we were like, what are we doing wrong? And I looked it up, and I went to a game facts, and like, yeah, no, you, they just do, they just do that, kill them. <laughs> yeah, you you should kill them first before they kill you. <laughs> That's yeah. literally the whole it was game. So Fair? awful. And like we that that's one we quit. Dry still has the record for most quit video games of yeah, two. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um man. Yeah, because even like when I was like, fuck this, this is like the difficulty isn't even fun in this. I'm just gonna knock I'm gonna knock the difficulty down to easy. The game then shames you and calls you a little baby bitch. Yeah, yeah uh dog mode, I think is what it's called. I forget. I, I forget what remember. it was called. It was so, it was I remember hearing. Bullshit. Yeah, I remember hearing that there's like if you die too much in the first level, yeah. then it puts it in dog mode and it any just mode. like shames the shit out of you. Any any level, if you die too much and you agree to go down to a uh, easier difficulty, yeah, it just calls you a bitch. Yeah, it literally is just like, man, I wish you were so much better at this. Like the characters in the game, yeah, they yeah. have a cut. It's it's yeah, and like the story was whatever. Yeah, and like you... even when I knocked the difficulty down, like I was doing fine. But I wasn't enjoying it. And it so, still yeah. took forever. Yes, yes, still took forever. That game was not. Yeah. Um, Same year as Half-Life 2 came out. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, everyone was like, oh, this is the best. Uh, one of the best streams, I'm going to say, Frog Detective 3. That was fun. That was so fun. That and the devs showed thing. up yeah. and fucking, like, tricked us. Yeah. <laughs> that was the funniest part of, like, the guy being like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I haven't heard about this game. Well, yeah, this game is really good. And then, like, his name in the credit shows up. I'm like, hang on a second. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> Wait uh, a ding dong diggly damn minute. Yeah, and like give us insight and was just, it was so much fun. And that game is my humor, like yeah. literally to an like, R. I swear to God, he fucking wrote those games. <laughs> Uh, also, we were the first to stream the new mode, apparently. Yeah, which was so, Tony Hawk pro was, skater yeah, mode. Tony Hawk. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. Uh, it was great. Uh, That's pretty good. That was good Say stream. No More was a great one-off. Silly. <laughs> it was so silly. That's another one where, like, I don't I don't know how interesting it is to watch, but in the moment, it was just so much fun. Yeah, that game was so, so oh, silly. Uh, Tinykin was a lot of fun playing through and, like, learning how to do that's the one where you're yeah, like that's it's kind of like pikmin yeah i was gonna say that's pikmin s oh, yeah, one because yeah, yeah. i caught the ending of that one yeah oh I, that one was a lot of fun yeah. um i think some parts were a little slow because i was just kind of bad just lost. or like yeah lost or whatever but yeah, yeah that one was fun 
Yeah. And speaking of that, I feel like there's some moments that were slow for Anodyne because there's a certain parts that were just bad yeah. at doing too. Like mm. some of the dungeons. Because like the first one, again, like I hesitate to bring it past like just saying it's like a cool novelty and like really fun to play that than the second one. Yeah. Um, Because like there's so many like bad things about that. Like the fucking dogs are the most annoying <laughs> enemy in the history. And like perspective so fucking wonky like obviously mm. in a 3d game perspective is pretty wonky too but like it's somehow more manageable yeah interesting that's fair you mean interesting you played it <laughs> i didn't play tinykin no anodyne, He's oh, anodyne. anodyne. <laughs> okay i thought we moved on <laughs> no uh yeah and then what else lost and random was cool but too long yeah i yeah, feel like it was too long once again, because me and Sam have like a lot of uh, similar tastes, I feel like that's like more of like a me and Sam game. It's not. It's that a it was good a bad game. game. Like, like I enjoyed it. It's just too long. It's just yeah. too long. It and goes on for too long. Yeah, and that's fair. The main thing is the combat doesn't like evolve. It's not Halo. Yeah, it's very stagnant. Then <laughs> no, like literally the from I would say like the third combat encounter to the last one, you're same thing. Yeah, the like they try through. to give you some stuff, but it's like. A lot of it's not really worth changing out and like yeah. not even a sense of like, you know, I know this, so why bother change like trying anything else? And like just a lot of the new the stuff you get at the start is just objectively good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like and there's no reason. I would love to see a Lost Random two somehow. They could pull it off somehow, but I would like to see an evolution of that and like have yeah. some more progression to the stuff. Cause it just feels like even with the deck and like the randomness that's in there, the deck is so small. That yeah. no matter what you put in there, you're getting something amazing. You'll get it like five times. Yeah. In a thing. And, you know, this is arguably just an action game thing, but like encounters take forever. Some and like, of them do take so long. Some of the God. boss encounters. Yeah. So, like, the there's some mini bosses where it's just like you have to take a pawn across a board game. Yeah. And you actually roll for it. So, like, if you roll bad, it will just take forever. Yeah. And, oh, like, good. that part wasn't. Great. There was one boss that took like 25 minutes because I just couldn't get roll a fucking three. Yeah. It was, it was frustrating. <laughs> no, I can see that being pretty frustrating. Um, It can get frustrating in games whenever they leave choice or chances. They leave it to a random chance. Yeah. So it's like you can beat in five minutes. It could take you all day. Who knows? Yeah. One that I personally loved that I don't think was probably very interesting to watch was Rogue <laughs> Legacy 2. That one, like... I checked out real hard. I wasn't even on <laughs> half of them. I, I, I'll be honest. I checked out pretty hard, but like, it was really fun when it happened. Legacy. The issue is like, he did all of it. He beat the game. Yeah, I did. Right. I beat the it whole thing. It was ten streams, I think. Yeah, and they eight were all or ten, like three-ish hours. Yeah. Oh jeez. Like, so yeah, it it is the longest streamed game we've had so far. Yeah, though. like easily. Nothing even comes close. Yeah. I think I loved it though. I think so the closest fun. is probably uh, Undertale. Yeah, Undertale. Yeah. I, I think even then, like, not really. Like, I so think it was, was still short seven three, or eight. I think it was short like three hours. Still, yeah. I, I know the last stream because we sat there and talked forever afterwards about yeah. like things that we liked and things we didn't like about it. The last stream for um, Undertale. For under, uh, 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 Undertale. I can speak English. Anodyne, <laughs> too. <laughs> <laughs> for undertale it was like four hours long but that's because we just kept talking about this and that and rambling on the penultimate was also very long because i kept assuring dry we were almost there and i was incorrect <laughs> we were not every almost time. there <laughs> ever in my defense my personal playthrough which was a let's play not like oh you know me just playing on my own yeah it was a let's play it still took like four less hours than our stream of well, it for well, some reason you know you can't rush quality that's true undertale's a quality game as dry just put well then why they run no. um <laughs> why was it underground yeah. <laughs> why was it underground yeah undertale <laughs> took forever to get out um 
man played some beautiful games this year. Yeah, uh, all the French games. This unfortunately, year. they were French, but Dortonia. <laughs> Dry generally, I think Dry is slowly learning he likes French video games, unfortunately, to him. Yeah, but they don't like the animation, yeah. though. He doesn't like French yeah. animation, but he loves French games. I have the have the opinion of, I learned I actually, like, super appreciate French art, yeah. <laughs> like, well, as I watch more and more. I think it might be French. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, like, one game, it wasn't for, like, the podcast or anything. This was before. Uh, I kept on recommending... Uh, a plague tale innocence to dry yeah. up for the longest time and he kept on saying no because it had stealth elements to it and then it's a stealth game not stealth elements that's a stealth game man i mean towards the end it could be more of an action game could be but it's not still <laughs> <laughs> but it's a stealth game but like there's like nope don't like stealth games and it's like it's really good you should give it a shot and then because it was on playstation plus i think for free yeah he decided to finally give it a shot and ended up really liking it yeah i love that like jiraiya will like chastise me for not like going out of my comfort zone with some stuff, but then also be basically the same as me. <laughs> I'm not going to pay to go out of my comfort zone. <laughs> I, I think another good example is because I want to try to play the cat lady because I think he would like the story for that game too. And he took one look at the game and said, nope, don't like the animation for it. Yeah, because he's a baby. I, I really don't like the animation for that. But um, yeah, no, I uh, played Telenocence. I didn't like the gameplay at all. I, I was so sluggish getting through that gameplay. The story is good. Which is why I have not started the second one, even though I have it on Game Pass and blah, blah, blah. It's just uh, the idea of having to play more of that game <laughs> just yeah. really fucking hurts my soul. Well, and there's people like me who paid full price for the second game. <laughs> yeah. any, any last uh, stream stuff we want to talk about? Oh, the fucking the dessert edge tier list stream was yeah, fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was fun. Um, I think as, we realized yeah. a lot about those dessert tier lists because like we always used to watch them and like, oh, what a baby bitch! You can't eat his. Not even that. I'm like, man, I understand why people don't. I totally could do it though. Yeah, and it's like, no, I can't. No, eating nine desserts twice was a lot. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, also, look, we probably will do more like food tier lists yeah. or stuff like that because they're fun. They are fun. They are fun. at the very least. Um. And uh, then well, Game Awards, that one's fun to watch me get more and more annoyed and pissed as it goes on. I it's so funny of like rewatching when it's just me and Liz and I'm just like fucking busting chops and like mm-hmm. having fun. And then towards the end, I'm like, I don't fucking care, Jeff Kimbley, <laughs> Jeff Keebler Elf. What are you even fucking doing here? Yeah, but E started off just very positive. And like, yeah, this is gonna be dumb, but whatever. And by the end, he just wanted to fucking kill everybody. It's four fucking hours. It was only three for me, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just so long. Cause I mean, I don't like long things, anyways. We we talked about that a ton. Yeah, but like, it's long and it's not games I care about. Like, no, it's AAA games. I think like a fourth of the games in the thing I have any interest in. Yeah, yeah, and then, they're like, just not e. I well, hate game. I hate award shows. Anyways, I think they're dumb. Since well, I wasn't was a part of an award that. show, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was barely an award show. <laughs> From what I've heard of that too, is like there were indie categories, but they like really just shot over them. There were them. two, and one they didn't. They put a game that was not an indie game by any stretch of the meaning, other than whatever the fuck Jeff Kibley says. <laughs> um, Cocoon won best debut indie. i saw you were playing that don't tell me anything because i do want to try it because yeah. i heard a lot of good things about it it's fun um i wanted pizza tower to win because i that i think that's you a did. great video game that is actually the moment you can see you just literally get just lose all it. the way up <laughs> i don't know if you saw the clip robbie i literally quit yeah <laughs> i literally left the stream, stream. Yeah. I, I closed my my vtuber and i just left for like three minutes yeah yeah he was done for a bit <laughs> 
Um, it was mostly a bit. I wasn't actually that angry. <laughs> um, really so, fucking love the soundtrack for Jason. Yeah. So good. Uh, that's definitely something to listen to. Yeah. I think that's one thing that I told you about. I didn't play it on stream or anything. I played it on my own time, but I did talk about it during some of the streams. Was um, apparently I liked the music enough for Lisa, or yeah, Lisa the Painful, that it ended up on my top five <laughs> albums that I listened to on Spotify. Yeah, you know, I listened to like the whole album once, and that was enough for me to yeah. like get on my top five. You gotta love the song. It's like, ur, ur, ur. I'm not exaggerating. That's, <laughs> nope, a... that's straight up a song of just grunting. I, which I think is... it's from. I think it's sourced from Shenmue. Like when you hit an enemy, I think it makes that noise. No, it's actually sourced from the first Lisa game. Cause in the first Lisa game, there's a part wherever like you walk into this uh place and like you see that there's a toilet that's unflushed. And like so they just like left everything in there and her response is like that. And then like they slowed it down for ah. that song. And so it's like the like over and over again. <laughs> Lisa is the most funny, stupid video game that you would absolutely hate, Jiraiya. Yeah, yeah. everything I want to play says it so about much. it sounds like the anti Jiraiya game. That, it's it's like all the things you hate about Undertale to like a to a yeah. twenty. Ugh. Like when you're it like, is, oh man, Undertale feels like sometimes it's wasting your time. Lisa literally is wasting literally your time. It literally time. wants you to have your time wasted. Uh, in all three games, there's a tower that you have to climb, and it takes forever to climb the tower. And at the very top of the tower, there's just a middle finger waiting for you. That's Good. it. Good. And it's the only ledge you can't jump off. Yeah. God damn it. Because yeah, like pretty much anything can and will kill you in that game except for that one ledge like it's like oh, i better just climb down and then makes you climb all the way back down <laughs> and it does that for the first game the first game it's like maybe 30 seconds to a minute the second game it's literally like two two and a half minutes to climb up and another two or two and a half minutes to climb down it's even longer in the third game at the uh once you climb that one there's a note waiting for you saying like hey like i know that i wasted your time a lot and i know that there's like uh, uh, i could have done this way better but I want to say for the first time, I really did want to say thank you for playing these games. And I really wanted to like give you a reward for taking the time to do these things for me and say thank you. And then you get to the point where you're supposed to thank you and just another middle finger. <laughs> Good. So it makes All you right, climb for five and a half minutes, then walk across a couple yeah. ledges and then middle finger and then walk back down. I mean, the ledges it, and then it's back like down. A, it's a parody of the Metal Gear. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Thing, Ladder, obviously. Yeah. But like, it's just so sick. Anyways, so yeah, I, yeah. I think that's probably about it for stream stuff. Uh, our streams are fun. Go watch them. They are. Uh, go watch Kentucky Route Zero stream. That might be my favorite stream of the year, I was, actually. I was surprised. I was mentally checked out of that one, too. That's so good, man. There's so much voice that we had to do in that one. A lot of voices. I like doing voices. But, like, man, that story is so fucking good. I, I love the artwork. I love the music. I don't remember the story at all. I might have to give it a shot. It's so good. Check out Kentucky Route Zero. If you it's haven't. wild. The guy becomes a skeleton at a point. There's a lot of stuff that happens. <laughs> That's it's the so only good. notable thing. <laughs> For no. E, at least, yeah. that was the one notable thing. That game is so good. I still don't know if there's multiple endings to that game or not. I don't it know. It felt like up. there was. It felt like there was. I didn't look into it, though. Yeah. I liked the experience I had. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's stream stuff. So why don't we get into the last category of today, which is our personals. Yes. Our, the best and the worst. Yeah. Uh, I feel like starting with worst makes more sense, so. Yeah, could you have the list again? All of them? Yeah. I never didn't Every write Every single still. movie? Dry's <laughs> like, okay, I just got to mentally check. Okay, here's every movie. I'm doing it solo because Dry said me. All right. <laughs> you know what, E? That's fair. Go on. Here's every movie we watched this year. War for the Planet of the Apes. Clerks 3. Holdovers. Ernest and Celestine. 
Ouija, Origins of Evil, Slither, Terrifier 2, Conjuring, Tenet, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Back to the Future Part 3, Arrival, Clerks 2, Skinamarink, Paprika, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, The Wall, The Dark Knight Rises, Scary Movie 2, Back to the Future Part 2, Uncharted, Bell 2021, Beauty and the Beast 1991, Beauty and the Beast 2017, <laughs> Fargo, probably not counting. <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't count that one. <laughs> uh, Terrifier, Astartes, which was the Is This a Movie winner of the year. Power Rangers 2017, Brightburn, Wolf of Wall Street, Not Another Teen Movie, The Dark Knight, Back to the Future Part 1. The Departed, Scary Movie, Lou, Over the Wall, Batman Begins, Grave of the Fireflies, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Less than usual. Yeah. I think we should start negative. Let's yeah. do the worsts. Uh, we'll do three, 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 two, 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 one, one, one. Uh, E, you should start us off. <laughs> what is your third place for worst movie? So, this year was actually... A lot of contention, which I, I feel like most years I have a pretty set list. Uh, I've been changing things even up to like yesterday on my list. <laughs> but I think right now my third least favorite movie was Brightburn. Wow. wow. Okay. I was I, just so disappointed. With I thought it. that was going to be higher. No, it, it probably could have been. Um, But I was just so disappointed with it. It's just... It's the biggest example of just wasted opportunity. Like, it had so much going for it, and it just fumbled everything. Yeah. Like, again, we we keep saying it. There's, like, 10 good minutes in that, like, 90... I don't even remember how long minutes. it was. 90-minute movie. Yeah. And, like, man, it just makes you wish there was a better movie. Yeah, it really does. Robbie. So, mine, very different movie, but for somewhat similar reasons. I wasn't there for Brightburn, or else it maybe For how much you guys talk about this movie, maybe it would be on my list if I had seen it. But I think number three for me was probably Ernest and Celestine. Wow, which, really? Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not bad, but there it, it is still a kid's movie, and, like, there's just a lot of parts that happen just for the sake of happening. And, like, there are some really cool art scenes in it, but, like, also, I feel like at least in my perspective, since I missed out on a lot this year, there wasn't as, like, just bad, bad movies. That's fair. And that one, like, there was just a couple scenes in Ernest and Celestine where it just kind of clocked out mentally with it, like, okay, like, this is just happening, whatever. But there is some good art in that, though, but, like, it just, I guess it just wasn't for me. Okay, fair. Uh, my third worst was Belle. Yeah. I didn't like that movie at all. You did talk a lot about how you did not like that <laughs> I movie. I will say, Jariah, Bell is my honorable mention for worst. Okay. So don't don't you don't have to like you don't have to mend your words or whatever. <laughs> uh yeah, I thought that it was just the animation is good. Uh it's just that movie again, but worse. The Summer Wars? Yeah. It's it's Summer Wars again but worse. It's Beauty and the Beast, but worse. It's Digimon, but worse. It's it's the worst version of all of these things. And it's just not the music. I don't fucking like at all. I just don't care for that music at all. I I did not like that movie. <laughs> it's garbage. Its story is really boring too. It's, yeah, it's, it's boring. Like at the end of it, I didn't feel like well, at least like uh, there were some good characters. Like no, it's bad Beauty and the Beast. And it's a bad Digimon movie. 
Or as in the normal people would say, it's bad summer hours. <laughs> All those people are weird. <laughs> All right. E, number two. Uh, a shocker to nobody. My The second worst movie for me was Scary Movie 2. Okay. Uh, it's just bad. It's just, all the scary movies prior to three or all two of them are bad. They're, they're, just, they're just bad. They're not like, good, yeah. They're just not enjoyable. Uh, they're, I mean, like, it's so weird to be like, yeah, this comedy is just bad because, like, you know, comedy is subjective and yada yada. I, I just think it's bad. I think it, like, isn't offensively bad like some mm. other stuff. In some <laughs> ways it is, but, like. Occasionally, literally offensively Occasionally, bad. but, like relatively speaking it's just kind of like a mediocre comedy (laughs) it has so much fucking reference humor and i that's always been my least favorite because as a person who doesn't watch things uh there's nothing for me (laughs) um and they like just reference dumb things like who gives a shit about a fucking nike commercial or whatever at the time everybody did it's stupid (laughs) everybody knew the commercial so what? They don't do it. They make a joke after like two minutes of just repeating the commercial. Yeah, it's garbage, man. Yeah, it's garbage. It's just yeah, it's just bad. Yeah, I totally agree. Robbie, uh, for me, number two is actually Scary Movie One. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> which I think for me it was one of those like a long like way back in the day I probably would have defended it a lot more because as a kid I thought it was and a hilarious movie, but as an adult I just realized like it has aged so goddamn poorly. Mm-hmm. In so many different ways. And, like, there's still a couple scenes that are funny and, like, referential in ways that make sense or, like, work for the movie. But, like, overall, it has shown how bad movies have aged. And it also kind of shows, like, the beginning of the decline of what became the parody movies. I could see that. Yeah. I think it was almost a renaissance for a lot of people. But I also see... Yeah, because people had bad taste in the 2000s. Yes, they did. Absolutely, they did, yeah. And I think that's one thing that I learned throughout this year is that the early 2000s movies, a lot of them have aged super poorly. Dryer really does get justified in his hatred of movies from that era. Yeah, they're not good. Uh, All right. Uh, My number two is Scary Movie 2. Wow. (laughs) It's garbage. It's a garbage, garbage, bad garbage movie. Uh, I... I, it's not the worst scary movie, but it's the worst one we watched this year for me. I uh, fucking hate Scary Movie 2. I think it's just stupid and dribble. And I think maybe in the whole thing, there's two good jokes in the whole fucking 90 minutes. It, it's, it's garbage. It's fucking garbage. Bad. <laughs> stupid. I hate it. Yeah. It's stinky. It's stinky. It stinks. It stinks like bad feet. And good feet. Or good cheese. Or, or good cheese. <laughs> e. Yeah. What's your number one most hated? Uh, big shocker to everyone. Uh, my number one most hated movie is Scary Movie 1. What? I think this is the worst of the scary movies, being I've only seen three of them. <laughs> uh, it's like, it also is kind of like boring, standard, dumb jokes, but also just so offensive. Like, I know, like, oh, woke people, everything. No, it's just fucking awful. Like, the jokes are like, he's gay. You should laugh at the fact he's gay. Uh, here's an offensive trans stereotype for way too long. Yeah. It's just, it's just dumb. Like, the reason I, like, like you know, Scary Movie 2 could have been worse is because it could have been this movie again, literally speaking. I, I think that, I mean, for me, obviously, uh, your opinion is your opinion. But for yeah. me, I think 2 just took all the things that 
were boring and I hated about the first one and just made that a whole movie. Whereas I still think one has jokes that I like. Yeah, but one is so much more offensive and that just actually upsets me. That's fair. Yeah, that's, that's it is your, it's your personal opinion. Like the, the first one is like rather offensive, especially when it comes to things today that are actual problems. That were yeah, kind of fair. problems back in the like late nineties, early two thousands, but are more of a problem because of jokes like that that happened be in the early two thousands. Like I do completely understand that. I mean, things that were always a problem. Yeah, yeah. Just not societally uh, talked about. It just was only a problem when they were making fun of you back then. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just I hate <laughs> so much about it. Scary Movie is probably just one of my least favorite movies. Period. Now, honestly, fair. and I know I say that every year. Because I keep getting a new low, not no, not low enough for me to be like, yeah, Uncharted's fine, but <laughs> <laughs> Uncharted wow. is no isn't even bottom ten to be to like Uncharted give you is fine, yeah, <laughs> it's fine, yeah. and that's the thing is like I think because I wasn't around for some of the streams, like they're like most movies I watch, even at the worst, were fine, which is why Ernest and Celestine, which probably should have just been like an honorable mention is number three because i couldn't think of a number three and i was like well i, I kind of did check out with that movie you should have put lou over the wall i feel like that's worse I, I was thinking about that but i think i enjoyed lou over the wall a little bit more than i liked ernest and celestine like at least like whenever it became kind of weird and like hard to explain it was at least still kind of entertaining well for me at least like the I mean, once again personal well speaking about your opinions yeah. on things what's your number one robbie uh my number one is actually scary movie too because what dry just said earlier he kind of took the words out of my mouth like it takes a lot of the things that are bad about the first movie and it makes them worse because like hey what if we were more offensive what if we were more referential i don't think i would say it's more offensive in some ways it is yes i but. think uh not to discredit it if you take out the bad trans stereotype i think everything else in two is worse maybe I don't know, like, I feel like it's not inherently toned down, but, like, had less focus on, like, the all the gay stuff. There's some big stuff in there. It's pretty two, big stuff. But, like, yeah. I feel like it's not, like, a constant like it is in one. It kind of know. is in some ways. Like, with Ray, it's still constantly a bunch of gay jokes. Also, one has Doofy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, two also has, like, someone with a disability... And it's not good, but like, I don't know, Doofy's just like such a. I don't know, they're yeah. both so awful. And, and they're, that's they're what I'm f- saying, though. Each like, one's offensive to a different group. Yeah, and I, I think guess. it's just like yeah. a different kind of offensive, but it's also way more boring than the first one. And like, it's offensive, but in a different way. Like, sticking your dick in a sleeping girl's mouth. That's super fucking offensive. Yeah. It's just different offensive. Yeah. They're it's different offensive of- and it's boring. And like, it tries to say like, Hey, what if we turn it up a notch, but it's just more referential and it's trying to be more offensive in like weird and different ways. And it just does not work. It covers the whole gamut of offensive. If you, if you get both of them in there, yeah, you can offend everybody in the room. Yeah. Let's just remove them. Which from was existence. kind of, yeah, which was kind of their point at the time of like the early 2000s. Like, Oh, let's try to offend everybody. And like, that just makes it age poorly and show like why, like, <sighs> We might have actually defended them in the early 2000s, but, like, 20 years later, it's they're aged like fucking milk. It's like t- they they feel like it's people who take the wrong lessons from South Park yeah, <laughs> in yeah, a way. Yeah. We're like, oh, okay, so you should just be ultra offensive, and then it's fine. It's like, no, South Park tried to have points yeah. sometimes. Yeah, it would try to make a point about it. like Even if they're wrong. You're not supposed to root for the person who's being shitty. That's mm. kind of the point of South Park. But, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, my number one is Brightburn. Ah. Uh, it's fucking garbage. garbage. But the thing that is worst is that it's boring, mm-hmm. which I've always said is the worst thing that we could be. It is so fucking boring, mixed with just complete wasted potential of really good ideas and concepts of things that you like. When you're watching, you're like, "Oh, this is gonna be. Oh no, they did nothing with that. Oh, this is gonna be. Oh no, they just they did nothing with any of this. With any of this at all. Every five minutes, there's a part where you're like, "Oh man, they could really do something cool with this," and then they don't. They just don't. And I don't know like what happened in the writing for it to where or they, the budget maybe. No, it probably it does. I don't think it's the budget. Yeah, the honestly. budget was fine. All right. Um, I haven't just, seen the movie. I have no yeah, opinion yeah, yeah. about it. Looks it looks fine. Yeah, yeah. It it looks fine, but like every single script choice in it, and a lot of the acting choices are bad. I think like, Badger okay. was genuinely the best actor yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Um, it's just not good. It's just not a good movie in any sense. This is yeah. one of those movies where. It's not even like a scary movie to where to where I'm like, it's just not very funny when it's trying to be funny and it's super offensive, but maybe there's a couple things you might laugh at. This is just, I don't think there's a single person I could recommend this movie to and be like, you'll definitely like this movie. My dad. I don't think, I don't know. He, I think he would just think it's boring. Maybe. I think I he feel like, like he would it. like the idea. Uh, yeah. The idea is <laughs> cool. <laughs> don't get me wrong. That's, that's fair. <laughs> and that's probably one of the reasons why it's also bad too is because it takes something that should be a really good idea and then shits all over it. Yeah. Because like, you know, I'll, I'll like shit on people for be like, ooh, evil Superman, evil Winnie the Pooh, evil this, evil that. But like, do something with it if you're gonna do that idea. Yeah. Like, that's the thing with the st- stupid Winnie the Pooh slasher is everyone's like, yeah, it's just boring. It's just a Doesn't, bad slasher. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's just frustrating in so many ways. And I'm sure if I looked at like the com- like comics of stuff, they probably did do this better. <laughs> like, not Brightburn having a comic, obviously, yeah. but like, there's probably some Marvel or DC that, that just yeah, did this there's good. Tons of evil Superman stuff that's really, really good. They could have done that, and they just didn't. Yeah, uh, it is also telling in the episode. I basically concocted a better movie. Yes, <laughs> like in what I wanted to do overall. Yeah. So, yeah, Brightburn just just makes me angry thinking about it. Yeah, but in a way of like film, not in a way of like the world. <laughs> the film just hit you in all the wrong ways then it just didn't hit nothing hit it was all miss therefore it hit you in all the wrong ways it was a cool scene <laughs> there's a cool scene <laughs> but yeah that's the worst um let's segue over to the more positive thing okay the best uh i'll start off best okay. we'll go the opposite way yeah okay uh for me number three is three billboards okay mm-hmm. Uh, it's fucking good. It's it's a movie that I don't think I would recommend to everybody because that movie is it's s- a lot. It's a lot, and I don't think a lot of people will appreciate the dark humor. And I don't think a lot of people will appreciate just how dark the entire movie is in yeah, general. My mom would hate it. Yeah, like there's people who just like w- couldn't couldn't handle the movie. Honestly, that's totally fine. It's it's a hard subject matter and it ta- tackles a lot of th- hard things. Um, but I think for the people who are willing to take that venture into it, it's extremely rewarding watching it. And just the way that, I mean, we talked about it already, but just the way that every single character just feels full and complete and real. Honestly, they feel like real people. They don't just feel like characters. Like, right. I feel like there's a point in that movie where you kind of forget you're watching a movie. And I, that's one of the best things a movie can do. 
So yeah, uh, Robbie. Uh, really, I think number three for me is Skin of a Rink. Wow, yeah. Because that was one of those movies. Like, it is more of an experience than it is a movie. And once again, can't recommend it to everybody because some people find it boring. Some people find it too scary. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're one of those two, probably. Probably. Uh, but all in all, it was an experience, especially considering like some of the weird stuff that happened whenever I was a kid, and like some of the paranormal things that we grew up believing and experiencing, like that kind of hit home in a lot of weird ways. That I, even though you warned me about it, I still wasn't expecting some of it. But I did really enjoy it. And like I said, that movie's more of an experience than it is like a movie, which kind of makes it something special that more people probably need to see. Like it's praised for a reason. Yeah. And amongst the horror community. And I think it's really good, even though it's hard to talk about sometimes. Like all the memes on the internet said everybody has two skin and ring viewers in them. <laughs> the skin and ring viewer they show on the skin is a dumb joke, Joel. It's fine. <laughs> Everyone has two skin and ring viewers in them. One that is gay and the other <laughs> that is gay. That's all I ever think of when I hear that stuff. I mean, my first thought went to there's two kinds of people. Those who think that um, Elon Musk is the new Henry Ford. Okay. I don't get it, I think. They can't so, count. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, because no. uh, like, some, some people think it's positive some people view it yeah. as negative. I see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I get you now. All right. Uh, e. Hi. <laughs> Let's move on to your uh, number three. Best. Uh, like I said with the worst stuff, I, there was a lot of contention for me. On and in fact, if you ask me this next year, I probably will have a different <laughs> choice. But at this current moment, I'm actually putting Paprika as my number three. Oh, wow. okay, yeah, I think that movie's just crazy, really cool. It's real good, really good. Fucking awesome animation, fucking stellar animation. Uh, really like surreal and if you know anything about me i fucking love surreal shit honestly same it's great i love it um and just like it's fun to watch it's so interesting to like think about and just there's just not words to describe it honestly okay uh it makes me think i just need to watch paprika I don't know what you think about it. I think that's half the stuff we said on the episode of. Like, I don't know, I don't know what Dry would think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, like half the episodes you weren't are that you were not a part of. We were thinking like, I wonder if E could watch this, or like if he would like it. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, my number two for uh favorite this year was Dark Knight. Uh, okay. Dark Knight is just. I said in the episode, it's not just one of the, if if not the best superhero movies ever. It transcends being a superhero movie into just a really, really, really good fucking movie. Um, Heath Ledger's The Joker is one of those performances that will be remembered till the end of time, I think, honestly, in a film. Um, it's amazing. The action scenes, when there are some, are good. Unlike the, the first one. <laughs> <laughs> the cinematography is great. The audio is Nolan audio balancing, so yeah. take that with how you will. Uh, but man, I just every time I watch that movie, I enjoy it more and more every time. It's so fucking good. There's always one scene that kind of got me like every single time of like showing me like this is a great film, and it was probably the boat scene. Yeah, it's good. The like give me the or give me the remote, and I'll do what you should have done ten minutes ago. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's it's nearly a tearjerker, nearly. Yeah, but man, society's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so good, man. Love that movie. Uh, Robbie. So for two. almost a completely different reason, uh, my number two is Bullet Train. Okay. I really enjoyed it uh, on the 
complete opposite of Skinamarink. This is also an experience, but like it's just fun in so many ways. Like I had so much fun watching it. It is such a blast to experience that movie. It is funny. It is action packed. It has great acting. It has great character development throughout the entire thing. Like uh, it has a really good main character. Um, the movie is charismatic as all hell. Uh, I really, really, really enjoyed that movie. I can't say enough good things about that movie. Right. It is. I almost want to say like video game esque in the way that it holds itself, but like, I don't even think like most video games have as much character building as like this movie, or has as fun of characters as this movie. Like almost every single character is like super fun to just experience, even if it's super short. Man, could you imagine if it was released in like the 2010s and we got a C tier bullet train video game? (laughs) (laughs) Mentioning that kind of feels like a video game makes me feel like this is like a Hitman movie if Hitman was just a fucking idiot. Um, For me, this is actually uh, bullet train. I think one reason why I rate as high as I do is it kind of reminds me of one of my favorite Wii games of all time. No more heroes. Oh, okay. (laughs) I would love you're like Wii sports resort. (laughs) (laughs) But no, like, uh, especially with, like, the way that the characters are and, like, how... Because, like, they don't feel like real people. But, like, man, they're such good characters. And, like, they're so charismatic of just, like, I want an entire movie based off of just this one character. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, e. Hi. Number two. Uh, I don't know how surprising this will be, but number two for me is Clerks 3. Okay. Honestly. Okay. okay. Clerks 3 was really good. Yeah. It's such... I mean... It... <sighs> It's it's one of those things where it really does manage to make everything before it better in a way that's like so insane and uncommon. Yeah. Like a lot of times in uh you know for a great bad example Star Wars where like it tries <laughs> to expand upon stuff and ends up just muddying everything. Clerks 3 managed to just make everything feel more important than it is because clerks is ultimately a movie about having a shitty job in a convenience store yeah it really is it's just about having a shitty job not having a spectacular life and just not going being about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like clerks 2 is uh clerks 2 but <laughs> like clerks 3 manages to bring everything together and invoke such raw emotions you would not expect from clerks yeah and it's one of those movies I probably will think about all the time for what it makes you feel and what it dared to do in a series like it is. And honestly, there's not a ton I can say that I'm sure Tri will also say later. <laughs> <laughs> Making a hard guess of his number one, honestly. Uh, all right. So my number one is uh, not our teen movie, actually. It's just super <laughs> fun. No, um. Yeah, it's Clerks 3. Uh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie that I thought there would be a few sad moments in it. But I thought at the end of the day, it would be a Clerks movie. And like you said, it really does just transcend what people would think of a Clerks movie. Like watching Clerks 1 and then Clerks 2, there's no way you could expect Clerks 3 to be what it is or have the emotional, yeah, or have the emotional impact and moments that it does have in it. It gets to what the very soul of aging is. Like, there is just this inherent sadness that no matter how happy we are, those friendships will be lost one way or another. Uh, 
and not a lot of things really just show that kind of friendship like in the way that clerks has been able to show it evolve throughout all the years and decades because it has been just going for so long um and kevin smith taking his own personal life as inspiration for writing the whole thing i think shows the amount of heart that he had put into it it shows how much he's really thought about all his own mortality and all his own friends yeah. and his own history and i think it just Everything is on the fucking screen. You just see it and you feel all of it. Um, it's it's so good. I fucking love Clerks Three. It's so good. It is really good. I know it didn't. I will say Clerks Three was uh my honorable mention. It almost made it to my top three, but then I had to like really think about that versus Skin and Marink, and mm-hmm. I feel like Skin and Marink hit me harder than Clerks Three did, at least in this moment in time. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's my number one, Robbie. And since I kind of spoiled it. Clerks Reed not being my number one. Uh, <laughs> I think, weirdly enough, uh, Three Billboards out of Ebbing, Missouri was probably my favorite this year. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, like you said, it feels like real people. And it feels like, you know, you're following shitty people at the very beginning of it. But these are people who grow and learn as they uh, go along. And it shows, like, no, it kind of gives that feeling of no matter how bad you are, you can learn and you can become better. And it's going to be an uphill battle to try to be this better person but it is possible like and kind of gives like despite how dark it gets it gets like the sense of hope of like no matter how dark of a place that you're in that you can always bring yourself up and you can be better and you can make the people around you better too and it does it in a very realistic way of like a lot of people who are very stubborn in the way that they are and it takes something big for them to take them out of that stubbornness and learn and grow as a human being and i think it's kind of an important lesson to put in a movie like that too and it's the very first time you show it to me like that kind of hit me pretty hard of like of kind of like that growth of a person of just like no matter how dark things get you can always grow you can always learn and there's always a sense of hope and i think that's important to have in a movie and in a story and it did it very well. And like I said, like I have a hard time saying anything bad about that movie because I feel like they did everything perfectly in that movie. So it may not be like my favorite movie of all time, but like for what it is, it did it perfectly. I, I ha- have no other notes for it. Okay. Wow. Beautifully said. Uh, so tell us about Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Wow. Wow. I actually, that is actually what I expect to be. No, I didn't. At a bit it was, but like I really did think a lot <laughs> Again, it's contentious, and honestly, this year more than any other year, I think my favorite will my favorite stuff is gonna shift a ton. Okay, but I mean that's happened to me too because like I've talked a lot about how movies at the time didn't hit me as hard, but the more that I thought about that movie, the more I realized how important it was to me. Okay. And that may even happen with movies that happened that came this year. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna feel stupid saying my favorite movie now because like the number. <laughs> One spot was like, oh, you know, give me all these motions. Uh, no, my number one's Bullet Train. Okay. It was a good movie. It's a really good movie. It's, it's just such a good movie. It's such a good movie. It's so fucking fun. And, like, some of it is, like, you know, hitting you at the certain specific time. Bullet Train was a weird one because I don't remember why, but we watched it before. Or, no, this is when your new job was just starting, so we had to start yeah. watching yeah. stuff beforehand. And yeah. I know because we watched it very early on in the year, and I, I said, like, hey, this is on Netflix. I really want to watch this movie are we going to watch for the podcast? And then you kind of fast-tracked it in the podcast because I really wanted to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's so fun. The characters are so interesting in ways. I think Robbie's saying it's like a video game really does kind of nail it on the head because it's like, 
it really does just feel like a weird, quirky 2000s, early 2010s <laughs> video game in a lot of ways. Like the way it's structured, a it lot of the, way better acting. Yeah, I mean, arguably, yeah. <laughs> nah, you know, Mega Man Zero Seven or whatever was such a <laughs> pinnacle. <laughs> uh, but like, it's just it's so fun that it's so vibrant. One of the things is just like you can see it. <laughs> It's like something that feels so yeah. weird to say, but that's such like an issue nowadays with some movies. Like you can see everything and everything like has color. Like the, all the, there's so many, like just think it back. There's so much like purples and like and blues, blues and like reds. very like vibrant colors around. Yeah. And like every character, you completely understand why they do what they do and like how they manage to do stuff. And like, there's so many silly things like happening and it takes itself 100% seriously though as much as it needs to like it's a movie where one of the characters main traits is that they like associate everything with Thomas the tank engine <laughs> and like it's funny yeah, but it also is like it works so well it's pivotal to one of the main things that happens which is like he puts a Percy sticker on like the main the main villain quote unquote and like that triggers his like partner to be like Oh, this person's fucked up. I need to get out of here. Yeah. No, it was Diesel. Or Diesel. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I haven't I seen Thomas about that yeah. much. <laughs> I don't know Thomas yeah. Tank Engine very well. But yeah, like it's so it it's a masterclass. I fucking bought the book for this movie. That's how much <laughs> I liked it. I haven't read it, <laughs> but I want to. At but some you point. could. I could. <laughs> that's how. That's how important this movie was. Like, it, and you know, like. In a way, like, yeah, stuff like Grave of the Fireflies should probably be here, but, like, sometimes, like, just... You gotta have a fun movie. How fun it is, yeah. Gotta follow your heart. I mean, that's arguably not that crazy when, like, last year I had... Or, no, sorry, last year I had Spirit Away. That was That's a fair thing. In 2021, <laughs> I had Big Picture Show, and then, like, it's just... You know, Bullet Train was just fun. It was exciting. It was thrilling. It was, like, a ride. Yeah. Totally fair. Totally fair. All of go, our options are legitimate. Yeah. I mean, I feel yeah. like with E, it's one of those, like, you go to, like, a park that has, like, or has rides there, but it also has, like, a memorial there, too. Like, it's important to remember the memorial that's at that park, but you got to have fun with it, too. Yeah. And I'll say, Dry, you'll probably never expect my honorable mention. It's not Grave of the Fireflies, by the way. That's my honorable, honorable mention. <laughs> What's your honorable mention? Take a, take a guess. I want you to take a guess. Let me see. Let me see this list of movies. Um, I'm going to say honorable mention was Conjuring. No. Tenet. Oh. Really? Wow. I really enjoyed Tenet way Tenet more than I expected. Movie. Wow. I actually did not expect that in a million years. Exactly. And I feel so bad for chastising you so much because it really is not as complicated as people make it try to sound like it is, honestly. <laughs> it's super fun. It's a really good movie. Yeah. I really like Tenet. But yeah. Anyways, this was quite a long episode, which quite I don't I don't episode, think the yeah. next one's gonna be as long. But yeah. <laughs> uh that was part four, day four, number four of the <laughs> May end the of the year. Be with you. No. Oh. Uh, we didn't watch Star Wars this yeah, year. We didn't watch any Star Wars. Yeah, that's fair. Uh I hope to never watch any more again. No. <laughs> don't worry, <laughs> we will. No. <laughs> I deny it. All the Star Wars all the time. The only thing I want to watch is the fucking Clone Wars series because I heard that was neat and also looks fun. I don't think it's very fun, but I don't know. 
I don't you think... hate stuff though. You're, I you're the biggest it's hater. So political. It's so boring. Uh, you know, Star Wars is very well known for not being very political. No, but it's literally just politicians <laughs> talking for so much. It's so boring. What about the Gendy one? Did you watch the Gendy one or like the three D one? Which one did you watch? Because there's like two uh, things called Clone Wars. How it intersects. I did like the in canonical order watching uh-huh. thing. So it kind of mixed with both. Weird. Um, I just it's too political. And maybe it gets better probably because canonical how I was watching it, so it doesn't have like the pacing that they meant for it on show. But like Andrew, I also hates when shows aren't always doing a specific thing. Yeah. So I mean, once you get to later seasons, it's just like watch the show. I think it's like season five through the ending is just you can watch the show, but those first four is like watch episode three of season two and then watch episode one of season what like so i don't trust star wars fans though i feel like that's (laughs) probably just not a good way to watch a show (laughs) probably not i'm gonna watch it well i won't but if i did watch (laughs) it i'm gonna watch it like episode one start and then just go forth you'll probably enjoy it and i probably would enjoy it much more yeah Yeah. um speaking as someone who watched star wars in chronological order which is (laughs) not how you're supposed to watch those not how you should watch those i don't know how anyone could convince themselves that you could (laughs) i mostly did it as an experiment yeah yeah all righty well thank you guys for being here for this yeah Mm -hmm. uh everybody thank you for listening for four days in a row probably uh we will be back tomorrow with our final one and it's just gonna be our top 10 for the whole thing every movie Every day. We're going to talk about a lot of movies, and we're going to not talk about a lot of movies because we've talked about a lot of movies already. Uh, but we're going to get our top it's ten sorted out. Big old battle royale. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody. Um, e, do you want to press the button? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, everybody out there, have a good however long it is until you listen to the next part. Uh, have a good one. Bye. Bye.